This is the Rubin Report direct message. I'm Dave Rubin. This is where we take the bananas world and I make it into some sort of banana cake for you in about 24 minutes. And then you take that cake and hopefully you serve it to other people. And the completely bananas world is a little more digestible in cake form or something like that. Okay, uh, we're doing three stories for you today. And uh, one of them actually involves me. That's right. I've made news, or at least something I'm in has made news, and I unfortunately don't think it's gonna surprise you. Uh, all right, so the three stories that we're gonna talk about today, obviously, the big story is still the thing that happened yesterday that the mainstream media just does not know how to report on properly because it is sort of positive to the president because you know the Middle East peace thing, which we all thought could never happen, uh, it's kinda happening. So the big story at the moment is not just that Israel and Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates signed this peace accord and there's gonna be travel and commerce and a whole bunch of other stuff. But now uh, there is a rumor, and it's just a rumor at the moment, but I suspect it's sort of a leaked rumor kinda gonna happen, that up to nine additional nations could join the peace deal with Israel, uh, including Saudi Arabia, and this could all happen in the next couple weeks. I said it yesterday and I'll say it again and I'll say it again after that. This is a tectonic shift, not just in the Middle East itself, but in terms of worldwide politics, in terms of alliances, in terms of the way old wars, ground wars were fought and invasions and things like that, versus a new shifting world where people are figuring out and, and countries are figuring out how to have alliances that are different. And maybe the old hatreds of the past are gonna be put aside. It's just an absolutely mind-blowing story and you're not gonna believe it, but the media, the mainstream media, yeah, they got it pretty much all wrong all the time, which is why they're treating this story so bizarrely right now. Um, and we're gonna play a clip, the Washington Beacon put together a great compilation clip of the pundits and the professionals and the talking heads just absolutely getting everything wrong. So that is story number one. Uh, story number two, this is probably big too, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but it's not the Biden-Harris administration anymore. I've been saying it wasn't the Biden administration either way, and I'm still not even convinced that he's gonna be the nominee at this point. Well, I guess he's the nominee, but I'm still not convinced he's actually gonna make it all the way till election day, either by his own choice or by their choice, whoever they are, uh, or by Kamala's choice. Uh, but twice yesterday, one time Kamala and one time Joe Biden, actually referred to their campaign as the Harris-Biden campaign. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but it's actually the Biden-Harris thing, unless they're teasing out something for us or they're testing something, or she's as confused as he is. It's all very confusing, we're gonna talk about that. And then our third story, uh, and this one does involve me, and it wasn't that I was going for a story that involves me, but I think you'll see that this is, is pretty consistent with the rest of the nonsense that we're all dealing with every day. Uh, tomorrow, myself and Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla and Ben Shapiro and a couple other people are taking uh, part in something called CancelCon. And this is a live stream that we're doing at Adam Carolla's studios here in LA where we're all gonna be there in person despite COVID. We're all gonna be in a room together and we're gonna be talking about the No Safe Spaces movie. Now, I'm guessing that most of you 
have seen the no safe the no safe spaces movie, the documentary that's all about cancel culture and the onslaught against free speech at the colleges and big tech and the rest of it. I happen to to be in a portion of the movie, uh, and we show you know what happened when when Ben went to college campuses and they try to burn the thing down and the rest of it. Well, we're doing CancelCon tomorrow, couple hour live stream. I think we're doing a four hour live stream if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and you're not going to believe this, but Facebook has already canceled CancelCon. Uh, that's right. The guys from CancelCon have been trying to buy ads on Facebook for the last week or so. And not just a little ad, not a couple hundred bucks, like major thousands and thousands of dollars. And Facebook is refusing to put the ads up. So in essence, they're canceling CancelCon. Uh, Newsweek caught wind of it. And there's a, there's a big story about that. So we're going to show you a little clip from No Safe Spaces movie and then just talk about generally how cancel culture is not some made up thing even though I see a lot of people in mainstream media telling you that it's totally made up. Uh, but let's back it up and start at story number one. All right, so this idea that not only did the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain sign the deal with Israel, and you know these countries have never been at war in, in the sense of a traditional war, they, right? They haven't been launching rockets at each other and sending ground troops at each other. But it's not even that they were at a cold peace. They were technically, I don't think that uh, Bahrain or the UAE even recognized that Israel existed. There was no relations, so to speak. Although, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting right now is if you watch the pundits uh, who have gotten everything wrong, and we're gonna show you this great video in just a minute. Um, if you only watch mainstream pundits, I think this is sort of why people are always surprised by the news. Like I wasn't totally surprised by this peace deal because I pay attention to a lot of other people online and there's several people that have been talking about this new alliance coming around. They're not people who get mainstream coverage, just a couple names, uh, Mike Duran, who's a great Middle East expert who's written a couple books and David Raboy, who's uh, also a, a security analyst and, uh, and a Middle East expert. Uh, Jordan Schachtel, a bunch of people have been talking about how there was going to be this Gulf-Israel alliance. Now, you just never hear about that on mainstream media, and that would be, if you're a mainstream media person, why you'd be surprised when a deal like this happens. But the idea that now nine other nations can come in, especially Saudi Arabia, like this is, this is massive, massive, massive stuff. And we can, we can unpack that all day, but I thought the media angle on this was actually more interesting. So I wanna to throw to a little compilation clip that the fine people at the Washington Free Beacon did, because I think you'll see that this really sums up why so many people who watch mainstream media have no clue what's going on. And it'll also uh, shed a little light on how people that are pundits in mainstream media, they keep getting everything wrong and nobody ever pays a price. Nobody's ever fired or told to go home or you can't be here anymore or nobody's tracking any of this. You did get 27 things wrong in a row. Well, you happened to get one thing right, so let's keep them around. Let's give them a, uh, a promotion. People seem to fail up in cable news. So this is a little compilation of cable news pundits and other assorted personalities uh, getting everything wrong on the Middle East by the good folks at the Washington Free Beacon. The President Trump's big decision to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, and one that Palestinians and others say could destroy hopes of Middle East peace once and for all. The President's unilateral action will get people killed. How hot will it get? 
and how destabilizing will it be? What he has done is thrown a diplomatic bomb into the Middle East peace process. They're not interested in history. They don't, they don't know history. That would then embarrass all the Sunni Arab regimes. They would have to do something enormously complicating, by the way, Israel's relations with them. It's going to stop any hope of Middle East uh, progress in the peace talks. This kind of uh, policy, unilateral decision, will basically wreck the Middle East. Despite warnings from Turkey's President Erdogan, the kings of Jordan and Saudi Arabia, and all of America's NATO allies, that this could kill hopes for Middle East peace. You'd have an explosion, an absolute explosion in the region. An absolute explosion, people. An absolute explosion. Bombs are going to go off. Wreck Middle East peace. We're going to start a war, World War III. It's all happening. I mean, this is just a tiny smattering of the types of people that are constantly pushed out on mainstream media to talk about a certain narrative, and they get everything wrong. What most of those people were talking about was when Trump moved uh, the, Isra the American embassy in Israel to Jerusalem, which everyone knew was Israel's capital, and everyone said the world is going to blow up if you do it, and pretty much nothing happened. There was some protests and some rioting for about a day, and then pretty much nothing happened, and now some other nations are doing the same exact thing. And, and clearly that somehow started some of this reset, that if you actually do some things on the ground, you might change the way people look at things. Um, so I just think it's interesting that these people are constantly put up on these channels. They get everything wrong. They get all their predictions wrong. And they also ratchet up. I mean, the level of rhetoric that they talk about with these things as if they're so certain that what they're saying is gonna happen and then it never happens. And as I said before, nobody's fired. Nobody's ever said, you know, you as an expert, I look crunching the numbers here and your, your percentages are not that good. You're at 15% correct predictions. Uh, we may wanna talk about that. Uh, it, there's never a price to pay. And it also, it keeps everybody thinking that war is gonna break out at any moment, that horrible things are happening all the time. Unilateral decision, that must be terrible. And it's like, no, and this is why, and I know this because you guys, you guys are watching this right now and you most likely get your news from a, a series of different places, and hopefully some of them are online and podcasts and everything else, uh, that you probably were not totally surprised that this thing happened. There's, there's a surprise, I would say the surprise is this. The surprise, even if you've been tracking it, isn't that it happened. I think the surprise is this, you know, everyone seems to think right now that there's only horrible things happening in the world, and that's just not true. But the media keeps making you think there's only horrible things, but what if the truth, hear me out on this one, maybe it's a little nutty, uh, what if the truth is actually that a lot of good things are happening? What if the truth is that peace is actually happening and people are realizing that decades of war and ignoring realities no longer works? Like, I kind of think that that's what's happening here. And yes, is it weird that Donald Trump had something to do with it? It is kind of weird, but they tried it all the other ways, right? We've had Republican administrations, We've had Democrat uh, administrations. We've had a whole host of things. Actually, Michael, can you give me my phone for a second? I want to pull up uh, a tweet, Michael. Can I, have my, can I have my phone for just a second? Ooh, Michael, 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 just Michael. Yeah, can I have my phone for a second? I want to pull up that tweet. I'm doing an impromptu pull up of a tweet thing. I'm not even going to show you the tweet on the screen. I'm just going to read it to you. But when you talk about pundits kind of getting everything wrong, I can't even get in my, oh man, I, I got my own password wrong. My phone is disabled, try again in a minute. I'll get to it in a second. 
Um, but when you talk about pundits getting everything wrong, it's like they never pay a price for it. And they also keep us in hysteria. And that is actually the complete reverse of what I'm gonna try to do here. I still need that one minute to back uh, before I can get to the tweet. Uh, but I'll actually, I'll start in uh, giving you a little bit on it. Uh, I saw a tweet literally right before we started, which is why we're not throwing the image up, from David Frum. Now, David Frum is a former George W. Bush uh, campaign speechwriter and advisor. He's the guy that came up with the phrase axis of evil. And as you probably remember, the phrase axis of evil uh, is the phrase that George W. Bush used in his big speech that basically pushed us towards the Iraq war that most people think was a complete disaster. That is David Frum's line. Uh, I've had him on the show. I think he's a perfectly fine human being, um, but he's one of these people that no matter what Trump does that is objectively good, peace is good, they always figure out a way to spin it into something negative. I think this is a, this is a real issue that we've got with the pundit class, and I got it here, I got it. Uh, so he just tweeted this out. I saw it literally right before we started. And, and I think this just kind of like sums it up. This is a guy who, again, wrote the speech that got us into the Iraq war. How many people died in the Iraq war? Someone can fact check me. It's something like 400,000 people. Uh, his tweet a minute ago, Trump administration's Middle East peace efforts somewhat diminished by Trump administration recklessly exposing the leaders who signed the peace to a potentially lethal infection. So he's trying to make this thing about coronavirus, which by the way, uh, CNN during their, their Chiron, their headline on this, the, yesterday there's an incredible clip, you've probably seen it on Twitter, where they show the White House and there's all the leaders up there, right? The leaders from all the different countries, they're signing this thing. CNN, instead of saying, you know, peace deal, historic peace deal sign or something, their bottom Chiron says something like, um, uh, not as many, uh, audience not wearing masks at White House event, something to that effect. White House, it was just a White House event, and they make it about the mask thing. But but the fact is, like someone like this who gets everything wrong and has gotten everything wrong for decades, helped lead us into wars. Um, they can't even give credit where credit's due. I would think someone like you might want peace in the Middle East, but what you'd rather do is make it seem like someone's going to get COVID at the freaking White House. Uh, peace signing ceremony. It's just such drivel. I'm so tired. Uh, you know what? Hold me to a higher standard, guys. If I start getting everything wrong, I've had a pretty freaking good track record, right? Like a lot of the lunacy going on in the world right now, I think I've been one of the guys ahead of it, right? I've been talking about this stuff for five years and talking about why identity politics is evil and what's happening to the left and, and the growing threat of socialism and freezing free speech and all of these things. And I even, I was sort of basically saying Trump's going to win uh, you know, last time, like, um, and I didn't even vote for the guy. Like I've had a pretty good track record. I don't think you're going to find major instances where I consistently over a long period of time got things wrong. But if I start getting everything wrong, I think you will probably hold me to account. You know how you do it. You'll probably stop watching. And, uh, that's probably what you should be doing on, uh, on some of these cable news channels as well. All right. The next story. Oh Lord. Joe, 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 it's just getting sad. I mean, yesterday it was just like clip after clip after clip going viral of Biden just screwing things up. Did you see the clip of him talking about the quartermaster on the second floor and go to the women's department or the ladies department? It's like nobody knows what the guy's talking about anymore. But putting aside all the verbal gaffes and, and the confusion and all of that kind of stuff, 
Um, both Joe Biden and his vice presidential candidate, uh, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala Harris, um, they both made bizarre statements yesterday. Uh, we looped them together here, and I believe this is Harris first. And you tell me what's wrong with these statements. Here we go. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. Harris-Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort and keep pushing further. A Harris administration with Joe Biden. That was Kamala right there. And I think we do have the clip of Joe making the exact same error. Oh, we, oh, we did Joe right there. Okay. So Joe and Kamala are both calling this a Harris-Biden administration. Now, uh, as you guys know, I've been saying for about six months that if you're a Democrat, let's say you're a Democrat, you're a regular Democrat, you're a far lefty, you're a progressive, whatever you are, you're someone voting for Biden. You're not even a Democrat, you're just someone who hates Trump. So you're gonna vote for Biden. You must know at this point that a vote for Biden is a vote for his VP. It didn't matter who the VP was gonna be, but Biden will obviously not be in Obvious, it is depressing. And by the way, one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is, because I keep saying that the scandal is the non-scandal, meaning I don't think the scandal is that he has dementia or that something's cognitively wrong with him. That, that's unfortunate and it's, and it's sad and should be dealt with and I hope he gets the help that he needs. But the scandal really, that, that's like the mini scandal here because that we can all see. The scandal is that they're pretending there's no scandal and that then really shines the light on what's going on with the DNC and who's ever pulling the, the levers of power and the way the media covers for it and everything else. And I was thinking about this yesterday, you know, the more obvious it becomes over the next six weeks, and especially when we get to the debates, that something really is not right with Biden. When the scandal breaks, I wonder, I think this thing could take down the entire party and even more than the party, like even Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, they have to know something is not right here and it has to have been discussed with them, right? Like they're the, they're the elders of the party. Um, I don't think that, that Obama realizes how, how far on the outs of the future of the party he is because they're gonna go way too radical either for him and the whole point of the new radicals is if everything was racist and evil before you, well, Obama was part of that for eight years and he didn't fix it. So they're gonna take out Obama too. But when the scandal actually breaks, like you gotta think this thing's gonna, they'll all turn on each other and blame everybody else. Like, oh, I knew and I wanted to say something, I knew and I wanted to say something, and everyone's gonna turn on each other. But then what is the duty? I mean, th this really is what I was thinking yesterday. What is the duty of a Hillary Clinton, or more importantly, Barack Obama, because he was the president of the United States and he's sort of the, he's sort of the figurehead for the party, even if, he maybe isn't that involved in the DNC directly. Like Barack Obama knows something's up, he does. Barack, if you're watching, we know you know. I don't mean to be a dick, but we know you know. And it's like, what responsibility do these people have to America, to the country, if they're backing someone who clearly is having cognitive problems? So when, when Biden and Harris both say a Harris-Biden administration, that is possibly a verbal gaffe, but it might also be a tip-off, like a subtle tip-off to we know this thing ain't right. Now the, now the interesting thing is, when they say ha uh, Harris-Biden, if Biden was to step down, it's not that he would step down to be B VP again, he would step down to disappear, right? And I think that's gonna happen probably pretty quickly. The question is then, 
who does Harris bring in? And what I would really fear, and I think this was the Trojan horse, the idea the whole time, is that they're going to smuggle Biden in. I think the plan was smuggle Biden in, then we get you know, one of our more radical lefties, so that's Harris. But then what comes after that is once we get Biden out, now Harris is president and we bring in really one of the bananas lefties, you know, someone out of the, out of the Bernie playbook. So anyone voting for Biden, especially if you're voting for Biden just because you think he's the last stand against the crazies in the party, just understand you're, you're missing the boat here. Your, your aim is off, you're looking in the wrong direction as they're playing a shell game and, and you better wake up to it. So there's just been a lot of that. And I'll just throw in one more clip here because as I said, yesterday was just like an endless gaff clip with Biden. And Biden was speaking at a Latino, I'm gonna say Latino, I know they like to say Latinx, even though no Latino person says Latinx. Uh, he was speaking at a Latino Democrat event and well, here's what he did. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs> All right. There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. I tell you, my man. <laughs> I tell you what. If I had the talent of any one of these people, I'd be, I'd be, elected president by acclamation. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, oh, Joe, oh, Joe, the pandering, the cringe, all of it. I mean, how is Trump more authentic than all of these people? It doesn't make any freaking sense. Just like that, to go up there and play, it's, it's a Justin Bieber song, Desposito, uh, which I was away last summer and I was at this uh, resort and they played literally like 10 times an hour and I almost killed somebody. I actually almost killed the guy that was bringing us drinks at the pool. I couldn't take it anymore. It wasn't his fault, but I was, I was you hear that song enough, it's enough, you know? Uh, anyway, the pandering to just walk up there playing that, it's like, whose idea is this stiff ridiculousness? And that's why when Trump just goes up there and says whatever he's thinking, it's like, it may be slightly crazy and it may be off the cuff and his inflection's a little weird and he changes thoughts in the middle of a sentence and everything else. Uh, but it's more authentic than this stiff thing. Joe, or, or they're, it's like they're sitting there. They're, there's they're like a group of people and they're sitting there and they're going, we've got to get Joe Biden to seem relatable to Latino people, or they probably say Latinx people. We need to get the Latinx people on board the Biden train. What can we do? Should, should we have a meat a taco out there? Well, you know, <laughs> Trump took that picture with the taco bowl. That seemed to work well. And they were like, no, 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 no. Let's get him to play Desposito by Justin Bieber, who's white. I mean, it's all just so stupid, just so stupid. All right, guys, one more for you. Facebook, have you heard of this thing? It's a, a giant big tech company that owns all of your information and owns your children and is trying to destroy you. Um, they are canceling CancelCon. So if you don't know what CancelCon is, CancelCon is an event that uh, Dennis Prager, Ben Shapiro, Adam Carolla, myself, and a couple other people are doing. Tomorrow we're doing a live stream at Adam's studio here in LA, and it's to promote the No Safe Spaces documentary. I hope that you guys have seen the No Safe Spaces documentary. Uh, I happen to be in it, but but it, but putting aside that I'm in it, it, it truly is a wonderful, powerful, painful, funny, super 
interesting, incisive documentary about the state of cancel culture, what's happening on college campuses, and everything else. We're gonna just play a quick little promo clip from the No Safe Spaces. They're not, they're not paying us for this or anything else like that, uh, but I just wanna show you a quick clip of what it is that Facebook is now trying to cancel, so here's a quick promo. I can't say nothing, nothing, shut up, shut up, don't wanna open my mouth. I can't say nothing, nothing, shut up, shut up, don't wanna open my mouth. This is brand new. This is one of the few things one could say we have no precedent for in the United States. How long before they come for your job and for my job? It will come for you. If you have anything about you that's interesting or different, they will come to destroy that too. All right, so that, that's just a tiny clip of the No Safe Spaces movie. It really is fantastic. They talk about the Jordan Peterson uh, uh, issues related to you know people attacking him and protesting and the rest of it. Uh, big, big segment uh, with Brett Weinstein and a couple other people. Okay, so we're doing this cancel kind of event tomorrow to promote the movie. That's what you do. And the people behind the movie, the producers, have decided to put a little money into advertising the movie. Again, this is what you do. You do this on social media. So they were putting thousands of dollars, or they wanted to put thousands of dollars behind the movie to promote it, and Facebook is refusing to let them put ads. Um, now this is obviously political, and it proves the very thesis of the documentary that Facebook doesn't want you to see. This is very much in line when, uh, when Don't Burn This Book came out, and the idea behind the title was that you don't want to burn books, right? And that's what they did in Nazi Germany. You don't want to burn books. And then all of these, you know, Reddit losers, they all coordinated to attack the Amazon reviews of the book and they had never read the book, obviously. And in essence, that's a digital book burning, right? When you try to, why would you put bad reviews for a book you've never read? Well, it's because you don't want other people to read it. That's the same reason you burn a book. Um, and this is the same sort of thing. The movie is about stopping cancel culture and Facebook is trying to cancel it. So it's, it's obviously personal to me, but I know it's an important issue to any of you guys that are watching this as well. And uh, look, big tech, it's not gonna get better. It's just not gonna get better. Twitter's not gonna get better. Facebook is not gonna get better. YouTube is not gonna get better. The way they treat us and the shadow bannings and the deboosting and everything else, they're features, not bugs. We can complain about it, and Lord knows I do complain about it, but you gotta take charge of your take charge of your digital life. That's actually why I started locals.com, but that's a whole other a whole other topic altogether. In any event, uh, you guys tomorrow uh, can watch me, Shapiro, Prager, Corolla, all over at Corolla Studio, which is a pretty great spot. Um, and we're gonna be streaming it on the Young Americans for Freedom uh, YouTube page and Facebook page and the rest of it. And we, we interviewed a couple other people in advance. I talked to former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker, and it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be different and we're gonna stick it to YouTube because they deserve to get it stuck to. Uh, all right, that is the Rubin Report direct message and uh, get out there and save the country, people. No one else is gonna do it. It's on you, you've got work to do. I'll see you tomorrow.